Hello, and welcome back to another episode of 52 and 52, a podcast where we watch at least one movie a week for every week in the year and record an episode about it. Today, we're doing a double feature on two movies. Uh, first one is American Made, and the second one is Stronger. So I think we're going to start first by talking about American Made. It's the newest Tom Cruise film uh, directed by Doug Lyman, who hasn't made a good movie in 10 years or been a part of a good movie in like 10 years. Um, uh, that, that opinion's only shared by one of us, but is it, I was looking at his thing and I wasn't well, sure. You, what well, you, well, were... you, you don't, I like edge of tomorrow. You don't like edge of tomorrow. And also I, I Did mean, he direct edge of tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't like edge of tomorrow. Okay. Well, well, most people do, even though it didn't make a lot of money for the money they spent on it. And also, um, I, I enjoyed the movie that he, he did earlier this year, uh, or called the wall with John Cena and Aaron Taylor Johnson. It was solid. But yeah, other than that, like he, he's had an interesting career for sure. Um, yeah, he's he he is a part of uh, the Bourne movies with Paul know, Greengrass. You want to know what might be his greatest accomplishment? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> he, I, I didn't know this. So I just looked on his uh, IMDb. He directed the the uh, pilot of the OC, and really, he also directed the Model Home episode where the um, yeah. I'm sure I don't need wow. to explain what model home simpler, is. Yeah. Simpler times, man. That was after he'd already done the Born Identity, too, which is kind of funny. That was, like, he went back to that. That had to be like 2004? 2003, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, I, uh, yeah, so maybe that gives him a few more points in your book, given that you're the biggest OC sin I know. But, uh, <laughs> but still, like, uh, fair, fair point in that, like, he hasn't exactly, like, made a ton of great movies in the last 10 years. I like edge of tomorrow, the wall. He was going to make a, um, he was going to make, he, he was attached to this, uh, the gambit movie at one point that still is like probably never going to get made. Um, yeah, never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, I'm sure you guys have seen all the Tom Cruise marketing. He plays this. So it's like a true story. Um, it's, it's a true story the same way that Wolf of wall street is a true story. I feel like, uh, just follows this guy Barry Seal, who the government used to fly planes to carry weapons and shit to people in Central America um, in the eighties, and that that's it. It's I, I don't really know what else to say about the plot. That's sort of what it's about, right? I mean, mm-hmm. um, and it's it, it's you know vintage Tom Cruise. In 2017, it's nothing really. I, I wouldn't say there's really anything extraordinary about his performance. I think he's pretty good, but I think the movie is just suffers from being sort of hollow. But I don't know how you felt. Like I liked it, but there's no depth to it at all, which is kind of sad because I feel like this is a movie where there could have been a lot of depth to it. I guess it's hard to say when you don't really know this guy. Um, I mean, yeah, they're, right. They're, they're, they're going off. The they're going thing. off of like. Obviously, he documented a lot of his stuff, and that's where a lot of this story ultimately came from. And that's a framing device throughout the movie is him making these videos. And part of what I re- – two things I really appreciate about appreciate about the movie. I might be a little more positive on you. I'm not like putting it in my top ten movies of the year by any means, but I think I, I, I have a little bit more – I probably left it a little more satisfied than you based on just hearing you talk about it now. One, I love it when Tom Cruise tries. Um, <laughs> and 
it seems like that's a hit or miss proposition a lot these days. Um, if you just like go through his IMDb, like he can make great. A- and I like it when he tries and acts. Like he's a good action star, and no one's even for like at a, as fifty four years old, he's making Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. It's a fun action movie. He's good at it, but Ethan Hunt's not really a real person at this point. He's just kind of a vessel to deliver cool action scenes to you. And we we enjoyed watching those, but he's not really playing a real character with a lot of personality. So I just appreciate when he decides he's going to do one of those whenever it happens because I don't really think that it happened since Tropic Thunder, and that was obviously kind of a stunt casting type thing. Like he hasn't played like that many real characters that have like Edge of Tomorrow even maybe a little more so than something like Oblivion or – um, Jack Reacher movies, but those movies, it's he just wants to ride motorcycles. Like that's on his contract. Yeah, Val- Valkyrie, I think he tried. Yeah, even though then it's like we're gonna make all these dudes have like weird accents and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but whatever. My my point is, I like it when he plays real characters because I love like 1990s Tom Cruise, and I wish we got sure. that guy more. So I was excited for that. And uh, two, I think that. I one thing I appreciate about this movie that I I appreciated about this movie is that I thought we were gonna have to like watch this guy be really super conflicted and really grapple with his morality and a lot and maybe that would have given it more the depth <laughs> depth that you're yeah. talking about but I kind of like that like this guy is just like loses all sense of morals like really quickly and just like dives right in like I kind of appreciated that the movie just went for it straight from the get go and sure. maybe if you're seeing him have more conversations with his wife because she ultimately kind of just gives in and she's upset at first but she's like cool money I'm I'm in too. Um, yeah. She might not know the full extent of everything he's doing, but you don't really have a lot of deep conversations with her calling him out on anything and anything like that once he actually starts having a lot of success. But at the same time, I kind of like that the movie just got right to it. And sure. those were two things that I think just made it a fun time. Yeah, no, I, I think it's it's fun. And like Tom Cruise is in one of my like five favorite movies ever. And so I, I can't I hate like I like Tom Cruise. I just like Sarah Wright is just there to be supporting housewife and there's really not many other characters. Like Donald Gleason's character is very flat. No, I thought he was fun. I like him. I like him. I like him. I like having a shit eating grin and just being kind of a dick. I like for sure. He was fine, but he's also like, he's again, just like a flat character that you don't get to learn much about because it's not his story. Yeah. Well, sure. Um, but he's probably got like the second or third most screen time in the movie. Um, and he's sort of like influencing everything Tom Cruise is doing, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I appreciate like the gluttonous aspect of, of the film. I just, it's a good, good word. I just think that I just, I, I feel like the bones were there for it to be like a, like a really good movie. And they, it just seemed like they didn't care to make a really good movie. And they just wanted to make like Tom Cruise is, uh, having fun on set for two hours and, and that's sort of like that's it. That was like their goal, and I think they accomplished that. I just like. Eh. Well, you mentioned the Wolf of Wall Street, and um, I think it's an interesting comparison, just in the way that these stories are. But they're both kind of true stories, and involve people that end up making a ton of money. And um, I think there's just inherently in Wolf of Wall Street or something like. Um, Boiler Room, those are characters sure. that are having a lot of – I mean th- those movies are connected in more ways than one. But just the fact that it's like those are about characters that are having a lot of success. But I think naturally those movies are going to be a little more rich and darker because their success has like 
more victims, I'd say, that are easily identifiable and discernible. Whereas okay. it's like here he's just like the U.S. government's doing a bunch of shady shit, and this guy's just going to make his own dime off of it. Like he's not really yeah. inflicting a bunch well, of harm on innocent people. <laughs> I mean he's getting part of the biggest drug cartel there's ever been. Right, but you're not so, – but like we're not – like he's adjacent enough to it that we're not really like there when the drug cartel is like doing their worst acts, you know? Like, sure. They're, they're, but they're, he, like someone's going to make w- that money. They wouldn't be in power if it wasn't for him though. Like Pablo Escobar wouldn't have had this avenue to get drugs to where he wanted to get drugs if not for Barry Seal allegedly. So – I mean, I think that's so. Like, I that, could, would you have been cool if like they, this was a three-hour movie instead of a two-hour movie, and we spend an hour in Mexico seeing the effects of his, uh, seeing seeing the negative effects of the cartel? I don't know that I needed that, but I feel like I needed. I like I, I I can see where you're coming from saying that you appreciate them just going like no morals, full out. Like he's he's 100 percent down. Like I respect that, like for sure, because. I can't say I would be any different when it comes to that much money, <laughs> but I just, at the same time, like we're, we're watching a movie and I, I just, I just feel like Tom Cruise, I just feel like it could have been better. And so then I was just like okay, wanting it to be better when I was watching it and you, it wasn't. Okay. So. Here's, here's one thing where I think it actually could have gone a little more serious if that's what you wanted. And I, where I even thought myself saying they could have done more here was that, um, and maybe these people – they probably stretched the truth enough that it would have been fine to do – to like maybe even if it didn't happen, have there be a little bit more of the stuff going on in – I'm drawing a blank on the name of the small town that he ultimately Arkansas, went to in Arkansas. Whatever. Wherever, yeah. wherever the small town in Arkansas was where you have the investigators come in and they can – like they're looking and they're seeing nice cars. They're seeing all the banks and yeah. it's like – that was kind of funny. It's like what, what are the – if we could have had maybe a little bit of, from the perspective of whether it be the ATF people or the DEA people or the FBI, I could have – I thought it would have been cool maybe seeing them investigating him and even spending some more time. Like I, I tracked this movie for a while. It was in production for a long time. Yeah. It got delayed unfortunately at one point because um, I think a couple people died actually during production with regards to some of the plane flights. I don't Jeez. know. All, all, yeah, I don't know all the details off the top of my head. Then it got moved back. It was originally going to come out last January. So, but like I was excited just when I saw the cast, and I was like Tom Cruise, Don, Donald Gleason, and then I saw like Jesse Plemons and Lola Kirk, and I thought assumed they were like the next two, and I really liked both of them. And then they're there for like like she has like two lines and he has like five and if you would have been like him mounting his own investigation or something like that and like having some uncomfortable scenes with barry where he's having to like at least deal with the fact that like people are closing in on him but instead it's like every time something bad happens and something else good happens because that is kind of what happened that's part of the wow this is so crazy that it's true aspect of it that's like the white house temporarily bails him out someone else temporarily bails him out and he's in business again but you don't actually like see the in-between moments and maybe that would have added it some of the emotional weight that you thought was missing yeah because like a spoilers when the little brother dies and it's like it just like glossed over the rest of the movie and it's like it's like don't you think like lucy would be like oh my brother's dead like i don't know well like well we don't i didn't really look up exactly if they if that was even something that is readily available online figuring out what the fallout from that was um i'm sure that happened but like he might have just lied to her and told her like he hid that car 
I mean, who knows? Sure. They don't, they yeah, don't, they, for they, sure. They, they don't talk about it being found in the movie. Maybe it someday was. Um, I, who knows when? But as far as during the times we are shown in the movie, she, as far as she's concerned, he might have just been in Mexico the whole time because he might have – well, like there could have been a scene where she asked like where is JD or whatever his name is and yeah. he's just like – he explains all the stuff that went south because like, <laughs> there, there, there are several yeah. moments where things go potentially wrong. But like you said, they're glossed over a little bit, and I think that's a fair criticism. Yeah, and and I think that even his death at the end is sort of like unemotional. Um, and it, I feel like this is a character you could care about. I mean, maybe not. It's just another rich white dude taking advantage of people. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just they could have like they could have humanized him a little more, maybe with some more scenes with his kids. Yeah, that that's um, that's all they needed to do. I think was just like humanize him a little bit and humanize uh, Lucy because she like. Like you said, she's for, she gets like really mad at him one time, and then in the next scene, she's like partying at a pool and all Margot Robbie, like I'm rich, I'm married to this guy kind of thing, and it's like uh, there's just like no development at all. It's just like it just happens to happen, and I don't, I don't even care about like how convenient everything is for him. Like you said, it's like so crazy I, that it's true. But the other thing I'd say about her that I think it it goes along with the point you just made was that. She's like very, very upset and like adamant that we're keeping the family together and I'm going to throw off all this jewelry you're making me keep. And it's – I don't think you've really seen to that point in the movie her her actually yeah, feeling like, that connection what? to her family. She's now – now you're going to take this massive moral stance and like throw away all the money you have when you've enjoyed it throughout. So if you had just gotten some sense of them like actually as a family aside from her uh, – passing out snacks at the soccer game. Uh, yeah. I think that made, might have – now that we're talking through it, I'm seeing other ways in which the, you could, they could have done some small things early on in the movie that might have just made it feel a little more uh, heavy later in the movie. And I feel like he – because there's one thing with – in like Breaking Bad, right? Like he at first has this goal of like I'm, get, I'm making this money to help my family to pay for cancer treatment and to make sure they're like well off when I'm gone. And it's like – Okay, admirable. I understand. Obviously, that's not what happens or is intended to happen. He, he gets greedy and and keeps going, whatever. Um, but there's sort of like this tangible reason. And here, he's just like he had. I feel like at one point they said he had like all like so much money he couldn't even like keep like he he probably had like hundreds of millions of dollars, mm-hmm. and he just didn't like. But like for what? Like he didn't seem to care about his kids that much. Um, I guess he cared about his wife. He was sort of like not great to her. Um, I mean, like, and then he's like taking her to like this drug, these drug cartel parties in Mexico, wherever they're going. And it's like, I don't know, man, like this kind of, it's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, at some, I feel point, like- at some point he could have, I mean, I guess it was similar to in Breaking Bad cause it's made clear at a certain point in Breaking Bad that, uh, Walt could have just stopped and he, and he doesn't. Um, and here it's, uh. He, he, like you said, he literally doesn't have anywhere to put his money, so he's digging holes in his backyard. He's already created five banks in yeah. his little town on his own. At some yeah. point, even if the CIA would have like blackmailed him, he had enough money that I'm sure he could have figured out a way to just f- like fake his escape to somewhere. You know, sure, yeah. And Off, then he could have yeah, done that. I'm sure, he had offshore accounts wherever. Um, and it's, Escobar and them were, and and all that. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, Escobar obviously like. Oh, that's the other thing. He probably had to worry about Escobar getting mad if he left. But I mean, if he if he had all of his money at his disposable, unlike unlike he does at the point at which he's killed, he probably could have disappeared. 
um, yeah. and started a new life somewhere with his family off the grid. Yeah, I just – I don't know. I, I was very distracted by Sarah Wright being like off-brand Alice Eve for like the entire movie. Uh, I hadn't uh, even thought of that. I've, I, I actually – Does Alice Eve have like enough credits to her name <laughs> to actually have someone be off-brand Alice Eve? I mean I, 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 see, I see the physical resemblance even in the face, not just that they're attractive blonde uh, woman. Yeah. But, like, I kind of see their physical resemblance. I just don't know if she's like that big of a star. <laughs> I listen that it's valid i just i really like alice eve and i don't remember the last time i actually saw her in a movie i feel like um, she has done one thing since she's out of my league and i can't remember what it was star trek she was in an episode of black mirror too um yeah okay she, but yeah i mean it's it's sad she was she <laughs> She was an entourage too with fucking Vince. Yeah, she, she, got, she got married to him after talking to him for four hours because Vincent Chase yeah. is just that charming. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, hey, listen, she might not have enough credit, but <laughs> I like I like her. Um, I just like this movie's like this is a very like Friday night. You people go out to see this movie and they have a good time and they go home. I, and, that's what I did. I saw it on Friday night and I came home yeah, and went to sleep. <laughs> yeah, like. And and that's fine. We 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 need movies like that. I think to just sort of like it, it. You don't need to take your brain to it. You just go and you watch it, and it's fine. I just th- I just I think maybe I was watching it thinking like critically that more than I needed to. But like I liked it. I just wish it was better. That's all. Yeah, and I I definitely see some of your criticisms, and I'm glad we talked about this one, even if it wasn't like the weightiest movie with a lot of stuff to break down. Because I do think uh, you made some good points and just. I, I, it might have been like one of those movies that was one of my favorites of the year if it, if it had done some of those little things we talked about. But I still, I still had a lot of fun, and I even, I even laughed at a, a good, good amount of parts too. Even if the movie was in one ear out the other enough that I can't really name any of those specific parts for you now. Um, I think yeah. that's fair. Um, anyway, so that wraps up American Made. We're going to take a little break, and then we're going to talk about the movie called Stronger. All right, we're back. Uh, we're talking the newest Jake Gyllenhaal movie called Stronger, in which he plays um, sort of another true story, I suppose. Uh, plays a guy named Jeff Bowman who was hurt in the Boston Marathon bombings in 2013, and sort of um, follows him along. I think he wrote a book, right? Maybe is that what it's based off of the the Jeff Bowman's book? Yes, yes, yes. Um, and so he was hurt at, at the Boston bombings and he wrote a book about sort of his life and sort of what happened like immediately after and the preceding like months and year. Um, and it starts Jake Gyllenhaal, Tatiana Maslany. And uh, yeah, what did you think of Stronger, Josh? Uh, I liked it a lot more than I expected to. Uh, I was very, very negative after seeing the trailer for this movie. I was just like, I love Jake Gyllenhaal, but I don't really want to go see go see him go to rehab for two hours. It just doesn't really seem like a fun time at the movies. And, I mean, it's not necessarily, like, one of my favorite movies of the year, but I just had such low expectations that I think I was pleasantly surprised when it turned out to be more than a rehab movie. I think the... I I, I really enjoy... I mean, like, it took longer to get to even the... uh, like you only see a few rehab scenes, and I think that's a fault of the trailer. It kind of makes it seem like it's just going to be 
really this guy like doing rehab and it's almost more about his relationship with his girlfriend on on, on again off again girlfriend who kind of yeah. comes back together with after the bombing and yeah like i i, I also like i I, I don't want to ramble too long. What, what did you think? And I'll go into my other stuff. You you, uh, you, you, didn't, you didn't seem as high in it when I talked to you after no, you saw it. No, I didn't really like it very much, I don't think. Um, it's it, – and like you said, I think that it gives the impression of what kind of movie it's going to be. And then it's a love story that sort of like made me uncomfortable for an hour and a half. And I don't really know why. It's strange because it's a true story, but it also is like – I don't know. The way it's depicted to me is very like unnerving and just kind of like I just didn't really buy it or really it wasn't really something I could appreciate. It sort of reminded me of how I felt after watching The Big Sick. And yeah, I don't know. And I love Jake Gyllenhaal and I love Tatiana. I just didn't I just didn't like feel it. During well, this I'd say week. that one weakness of the movie, the more I thought about it, was that especially and it's a particularly uh, egregious problem given that you're working off this guy's book and i'm assuming he worked somewhat with the movie and having it come together was that i don't totally understand i don't think you totally get why she does everything she does necessarily yeah and um, which is problematic i feel yeah, if like. it's a relationship movie i get it like there are they they show enough moments where it's like he's kind of charming that you can get why she might like him but at the same time it's like, why are you uh, quitting your job to go like yeah, help him? Yeah, uh, that, that just and that just and moving in with just him happened. And like, I guess it happened in real life, but I don't know if it gives the proper context for like why she feels that compelled to do it. And but like I, I still, I, I think those, like I said, that's probably the one thing that's the one big negative in the movie for me because um, I enjoy I enjoyed hanging out with his family a lot. I th- I thought it was kind of funny watching like all these meathead Boston people like actually have to like show a soft side on, like at the drop of a dime when they were just like ah fuck you like the whole time up until then. And I, I I kind of enjoyed like his meathead brothers even though I'd never seen any of those actors before. It's like bro, your legs are fucking gone. And yeah. <laughs> like I, I I don't know. I got a kick out of like those people. Um, I thought they should have redeemed the mom character a little more though. She's kind of terrible most of the movie. She's um, really terrible. Yeah. And like I thought there was going to be a nice moment for her. And I don't know. There wasn't really at the end. Like, they, she didn't really get that. She yeah. she's like, I want you to go on Oprah because I want everyone to see how great you are. So you fucking want to meet Oprah, and they don't actually like show her ever like having a nice moment with him at the end. That was the other thing that kind of bothered me. But I, I for the most part, I, I just enjoyed seeing his family have to deal with everything. They're kind of being somewhat. They're very like I and then his Costco manager like I I thought that guy was kind of cool. Yeah, that um, guy was like the best part of the movie because it was like believable and like made you feel something. But I I really didn't feel anything the rest of the movie. I don't know. I, I guess I did. Did you not like Jake's performance? The, I think my problem with Jake's performance is that it felt just so out of context a lot of times. Um, I, I just didn't think it was really earned because. He has these scenes, like especially with the um, with the Bruins game and all the stuff that he's like dealing with there, and we don't really like. You can understand why he's like freaking out and why he's being emotional, but I don't think the movie really gives you context for it outside of his legs got blown off. Like, there's no discussion whether it's internally or with a psychologist or his family or even Tatiana that. 
he's sort of like going through all these like emotions and he's trying to deal with this new life. Like, well, it was very off putting to me at first when he has that scene in the elevator after the Bruins game. Cause it's like, wow, this yeah. is out of nowhere. Yeah. This seems like stereotypical PTSD stuff. But at the same time, I don't think, I think part of it was that he hadn't really been there because there, you're saying there wasn't that context for it. That's part of the problem though, is what he had been just hanging out in his house not really doing much i don't they, they hadn't showed him really talking to a psychiatrist at that point so he hadn't really been getting the mental help he needed and then that was the first time since the accident where he went into like a loud place so it kind of might have made sense that that would have been some kind of trigger uh yeah i, I mean i i get that i just don't think as like it, it, i feel like it's hard to criticize true stories i just don't think as a film it really gave the viewer a reason for him to do that just like the reason is because he is having flashbacks to getting his legs blown off. And it's like, I get it, but there's no, like, it just doesn't feel like connected to the story at all. It's just like, Hey, let's have a scene where he freaks out because he's having flashbacks. And it's like, I don't know. It was strange to me. Yeah. No, I, but I, but I don't know. Like I said, I, that was almost the most problematic part of the movie for me afterward. But the more I thought about it, that didn't bother me as much. The maybe some of the stuff with the girlfriend did, but also I, I I just really liked his performance because again, it's part of the expectations. But it's just God, he's going to do a Boston accent. Is it going to be bad? Is it going to be bad? And it really wasn't. Um, so I think I just really I, part of it was that I really appreciated that. I thought he somewhat convincingly became that guy and. I wasn't that bothered by him doing a Boston accent. It seemed fairly did a fairly natural job of it, which I, which I think I just really appreciated that a lot because I tend to notice bad accents a lot, and I was expecting that to possibly be one, and I like that he pulled it off. And I, I thought that uh, I mean not necessarily the rehab, but like the the scenes with I don't know the scenes were fairly moving and kind of gross to me. Where like they're 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 removing the bandages on his stump for the first time, like that's very difficult as it should be, and. I don't know. It was kind of weird at first. I didn't know if they were going to go back and show the the marathon scene in more detail because they cut around it at the first when it's all mm-hmm. from her, it's all from her perspective at first, and yeah. then it, it is very visceral later on. And I don't know if it was it was a little. I thought maybe that was done in the context too much of stereotypical PTSD flashback scene, but still, it was still very at the same time. It was kind of moving. What did you think about the whole thing with the guy that tried to that saved him? Uh, again, that made me feel weird and uncomfortable too. It was like a strange scene because it's sort of, I feel like it's trying to redeem Jake a little bit, even though he's just been a dick the whole time. And he's sort of like been a dick to this guy who like saved his life. Um, and then he's kind of terrible to him in person too. I mean, then they start talking and it gets a little bit more friendly, but he sort of makes it about him too, instead of like actually caring about this guy who saved him he does ask the guy about his kids and stuff yeah he does but he's also kind of like invasive and like just like i don't know i just didn't i really didn't like i really don't like jeff bowman i think i don't know i guess i think my personal stuff just for me to talk about on the podcast I, i i went through a car accident recently could have been a lot worse wasn't and obviously getting your legs blown off is a lot worse than uh being in a car accident and cracking a couple bones in your back and fracturing your chest but i think like i i I kind of related a little bit to him like going through that process a little bit of because at first when he gets in the accident he's actually in decent spirits he makes the forrest gump joke and stuff like that 
and then 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 it like some of the like upsetting parts of it set in later on and then you kind of have to eventually be brought back to the realization that like yo you're at this you're kind of lucky you're here and there's actually some good stuff you need to appreciate in life like i i thought i thought it did but does he actually job. appreciate that ever because i feel like he just continues to be on this like negative path of not appreciating stuff i mean i think he um, you you I mean they cut the movie short i'd say of you getting to see all that but you do like he comes to the realization that he has kind of been a dick to her and he does need to start taking like rehab more seriously and take advantage of like the fact that he still has an opportunity to walk again even though the last time you actually see him walking, it's the most awkward thing ever. Um, yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure he can actually walk fine now. So I don't know. I, I kind of I, – I don't know. I still kind of appreciated like going on that journey with him a little bit, even if maybe it didn't come through as clearly for you. Um, I mean if you put it in the context too of like this guy – this movie is made because this guy wrote a book about his experiences and he's like telling a story about how like shittily he treated – his girlfriend, soon to be wife, mother of his children. You would have thought he wanted some of the more of the good stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I don't know, man. It, I just, it's one of those movies where I was like uncomfortable watching it, not because it was like something I was uncomfortable watching. It just felt so like clunky and unsincere to me. Insincere to me. I don't know. That's sort of how it came across. I felt it, it, it felt it as clunkiest to me when he was like, whenever he was just like yelling at her about stuff. Uh, it seems I don't know. He was just like, uh, "Get away from me, Lee!" Like it's like, yeah. like it's like it seemed weird that he was being that that outwardly angry at her for yeah. no good reason, and it yeah. seemed like it was trying to create some conflict when there might not have necessarily been a ton there. It maybe should have been. I mean, maybe if they really went through some shit, they should have just done a better job of depicting their shit. But yeah. I thought, like, if it had just been about his inner term, and I hate saying that they should put the woman in a more supportive like wife role. But if it's, if the alter if that's if this is the alternative to this, it being more him specifically having to go through stuff on his own, maybe it works better if you think the stuff with her is a little too clunky. Yeah, I just don't think that I need to see another white dude like yelling at his girlfriend for no good reason like it's just it just seemed like a strange choice that like half of the time they're on screen together he's just yelling at her and being a dick I still but thought- it's not like because there's like times where you like watch movies and dudes are being a dick but like this is like more personal like being a dick and it's just I just didn't care to watch that like I feel like I got the point of it and then they sort of just like doubled down and like he didn't really evolve as a character throughout the entire movie. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I also – I think I might have just enjoyed her. I, I enjoyed her performance too because I gave up on Orphan Black after season two, and I was just like this show has gone off the rails. I love I love her, but I can only take so much of this stupid show. So I, I, I thought it was cool. Just, she obviously does a lot of things in that show, but it was cool to see her just kind of be able to play a normal person and do it well. She's in, a, yeah. she's in the movie A Woman in Gold, which – isn't a great movie by any means, but she's solid in there, but she hasn't really gotten to do a whole lot of other movie roles. And even if this is a thankless part, I thought she did it pretty well. I mean, she's a Canadian person and I thought she did a pretty good job portraying a Boston person, even if didn't totally love everything her character went through. And I think maybe this, those performances might've carried me through a little bit. And I, 
some of the stuff with him specifically might have just moved me a little more, and that might have been where we come down differently on this. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, like we've talked about Jake plenty of times on this podcast, and I really like him. I just, I don't know, something about it just never really sat well with me. And even the end when it's strange because they have this whole scene where he's talking to Carlos and everything, and then they go to the Red Sox game, and it seems like he's sort of like dedicating part of that to Carlos and sort of like they sort of connected and he's like, this means a lot to Carlos, but then he's just like out in the background and Jake becomes a star again. And Carlos is just like there in the, not like important. Well, it's understandable though. Cause I, I, well, I didn't totally realize how much of a celebrity he'd become around Boston. I, it makes sense. That was a very iconic picture. Like I remember that very vividly seeing him with his leg, like they caught pictures of him without his legs, literally being dragged from the scene of the marathon. And I, I guess it, maybe that happened at the Red Sox game, and I think that that's part of him kind of realizing that he needs to take a different approach to life. I think he is. I mean, it's a maybe it's a little bit of a corny on the way, nose way to do it, but it's that that is another instance of him maybe having a little bit of a self realization. Just him, I guess him seeing the effect he has on those people. I think that does mean that's not nothing. Yeah, no, and I think that's why he sold a bestseller, and that's why the movie is being was made is because like people saw him and they, you know, it's it's been known like that he's helped people through things, just like sort of being this figure, which is fine. I just don't particularly think that his specific story was all that interesting with the way it was told. So I I just didn't connect with it at all and. I mean, it's not like the worst movie I've ever seen. I just don't like. I, I, this is not something I care to think about or watch again. I, th- I feel like I don't blame you on that, but I don't know. I left it feeling pretty satisfied. The more I thought of it, a little bit about the stuff with um, Tatiana and not maybe showing things from her perspective enough, um, even just a few more scenes where her friends like called her out for being crazy would have always yeah always done a little more for me on that. Like they, they they're like, yeah, don't get back together with that guy at the beginning when he's just kind of a slacker that works at Costco, but they're not like, why are you going to go move in with him and quit your career for him? I mean, yeah, uh, some of that stuff. Yeah. I can see why that's a little problematic, but I still was like moved by certain parts and, uh, enjoyed both of them. So, yeah. yeah I, and listen, I can understand. I'm no stranger to leg injuries and not being able to walk for a period of time. Oh yeah. We both been I, through that. I just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's not something I really, I really like that much, which whatever Jake will have other movies that, that he'll do. Uh, I think he's had a pretty, he's, the, he's had a pretty bad year for you since you really so didn't last, like, you didn't really like two? life. Last three movies. We haven't really liked that. He's uh, been in. I like the first half of demolition. Did he do anything between demolition and life? I guess Oak Joe. You, did you watch that yet? No, not yet. Oh, come on, dude. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> Snowpiercer is one of your, like your five favorite movies of all time. And then you can't like nocturnal. I guess. Oh yeah, another. Yeah, I mean, he's he's fine in that, but I, I wouldn't urge you to watch that like I would Okja. Um, yeah. No. But actually, he, actually, he's not that good in Okja. That's the thing. He and a lot of people like actually uh, specifically said that they liked the movie and they thought that he was not a good part of it, which I kind of <laughs> agreed with. So, I mean, it's it actually has in in some ways been like a rough couple of years for him. And I mean, I as much as we loved the performance in Southpaw, like that was another one where it was like uh, not a great movie. So it's like he's. I don't know. I mean, hopefully he like hits a hot streak soon. Yeah. Yeah. He's got, I don't know. He's got some movies coming up that 
well, he's, he's going to be doing we'll another see. movie with Dan Gilroy, the guy from Nightcrawler. He's got some other movie with yeah. Jess, I know Jessica Chastain about spies and stuff. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll watch pretty much any movie he's in, so it's fine. I just didn't care for this. You did. Um, I There are much better movies to watch, I think, that are in theaters right now. I don't disagree. Anyway, but that's that's all I got on that. Where can we find you on social media, Josh? At Josh Chernovoy, J-O-S-H-J-U-R-N-O-V-O-Y. I am at A Clambake, A-K-L-A-M-B-A-K-E. Our podcast Twitter is 52and52pod. Podcast email, 52and52pod at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.